Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're not going to love the latest in the world, world of, of food, food discontinued menu items edition. Oh, I don't like this one. Yeah. First, <laughs> say farewell to this beloved Dunkin' Comfort drink. Dunkin' has discontinued the Dunkachino from its menu. It was a simple combo of hot chocolate and coffee. I don't know why they still can't make it. Second, Cracker Barrel removed several beloved menu items, including strawberries and cream French toast, sweet potato pancakes, baked apple pie dumplings, and I'm not sure who's sad to see this go, but no more fried chicken livers. <laughs> Finally, you in know, the world. Somebody's, somebody's granddad is really upset yes. that's going, I was raised on those. Ooh, gives, gives you some good iron. <laughs> Finally, in the world of food, discontinued menu items edition. KFC removed popcorn chicken, chicken wings, strawberry lemonade, and chocolate cookies from their menu. Wow. I wonder if a lot of people, I thought the popcorn chicken thing was really, I thought they started a trend with that. I did too. So I guess uh, Jack in the Box was like, fine, we'll put popcorn chicken on our menu. (laughs) Right. It's pretty brilliant. It'd be a great restaurant. Just call it discontinued. Anything that someone (laughs) drops off their menu, we'll try to make it for you, right? I like that. Yeah. You have someone in your life who's dealing with uh, a health crisis. Maybe it's even a medical mystery, which makes it even harder. Hmm. Let's talk about that in just a minute. So do you have anyone in your life who has a health struggle going on right now? Maybe it's even a medical mystery. You know, as a parent, um, you wish you could just take that illness upon yourself and just take it away from your kid. And there's someone really close to me that is not only going through a health battle that's lasted for years and years and years, but it's a medical mystery. And uh, yesterday I was on pins and needles because... They were trying, finally trying yet another medication to see if finally this would provide some kind of relief and um, cure for the symptoms. Mm -hmm. And uh, this child is so well loved. Both parents made sure they were there for this. I think it was like a five hour appointment. Wow. And Mm. um, I've watched this mom and dad up close and personal and their faith has been nothing short of inspiring the way they just keep placing their child in God's hands and saying, Lord, you've, this is your child. You knit her together in your, her mother's room. Please take care of our child. And um, I read a devotional that um, if you're in that situation right now, whether it's your child or maybe it's you, maybe you have a medical mystery that you're just like begging God for answers. Um, I thought this was really encouraging. It said, whatever your struggle, don't run away from God, run toward him. He's big enough and strong enough and loves you enough to handle it and to heal you. He's the only answer to the ache within your soul and your struggle. If you can lean in, embrace the challenge and fight through the hard things, you're going to start to see joy in the midst of the heartache. And I think that's one of the things that's gotten me through some of the hardest things in life is knowing that you're not alone, that God is with you and he cares about you so much that he bottles your tears. Do you any do you do anything that is old fashioned? I mean, really old fashioned. Like maybe you still like sew clothes for your for your kids or your grandkids or something. My wife does something that's really old fashioned, and people love it. I'll tell you what it is next.
So we're talking about my wife. She does something that is old, old school. I mean, this is really old fashioned. This is this is older than rotary phones. That's how old fashioned this is. She doesn't make her own bread. She doesn't sew her own clothes. But if she sends you a birthday card and she sent a birthday card to someone yesterday or any type of Christmas card, you know, any type of greeting card. That's kind of old fashioned. Um, but if she sends it to you, she has one of those wax sealers. Oh, wow. Like, like a king. A, yeah. Like she'll light a candle and she puts a little bit of wax in this spoon and, you know, liquefies the wax and then pours it on the, I don't know how she does it, pours it on the envelope, I guess, and then boom, has a little stamp. Wow, and she has a greyhound, so cool. greyhound stamp. She has a, a, an initial stamp. And something else. I forget what else. That's really neat. But anyhow, yeah, she does it. So I posted it last night and put, hey, does anyone else still do this? And I was surprised how many people either still do or go, I have one. Haven't used it in years. I'm getting it out tonight. Uh, I'm going to send some cards tomorrow. Nice. And, and, and do that. They're sending cards because they saw the stamper thing. I've so never seen one in person nor received a letter with one of those on it. So oh. that's really special. That's really unique. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And I forget where she picked it up from. I think a, f- a friend of hers did it, and she was like, that is awesome. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, does anyone else do that, or do you do something else that's like, I mean, that's pre-Downton Abbey. That's like Outlander. <laughs> do you do anything like that that's really old-fashioned? Hey, Jessica, we're talking about my wife does this old-fashioned thing if she uses a wax stamp to seal envelopes with uh and i'm wondering does anyone else do that or or something similar what do you do so i make tea like sweet tea old-fashioned like my grandmother did she boils it on the stove and adds sugar and then lets it cool squeezes out the tea bags by hand and then pours it up in a pitcher of water and i don't know anyone else who does that except my grandmother tracy does that she makes tea like regularly um yeah she usually makes green tea she likes a Ooh, that's really good for you. She likes green. Another old-fashioned thing we did when kids were little, we had dinner together, all six of us, every night, crowded around a really small table in our kitchen, but that's kind of old-fashioned, too. A lot of folks don't uh, do not do that anymore. Um, what did my daughter say the other day? I can't remember, because Tracy will set the table. You know, she put a plate and napkin and fork and knife, and then she goes, Mom, nobody uses napkins anymore. <laughs> what do you do then? Wipe your hands on your pants or something? I'd want I'd want to know the same answer. Yeah, but, yeah but, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know sometimes we use paper towels instead of napkins, but I don't there's know. something. If you love dogs as much as we do, you're going to find this story fascinating. For the first time in 30 years, the United States has a new favorite dog. Hmm. And everybody has their own kind of like pet breeds you know like for example my first dog ever that my husband surprised me with as a puppy was a wired-haired fox terrier and if i see Mm. one out in public i go crazy because it's so much sentimental value to me like oh my gosh it reminds me of fergie i know kev for you it's greyhounds well no it's not greyhounds it's sighthounds they're a group of dogs called sighthounds they're all hunting dogs so it includes the greyhounds padenkos galgos yeah it's Uh, every dog we have is now is a a sighthound okay i didn't know you could summarize it like Mm -hmm. that that's good to know well do you want to guess uh for the first time in 30 years which dog got Unseated. That was always number one for thirty years. So it's like a golden retriever or something. A Labrador retriever. Labrador retriever. Yes, That's they number were one. number one for thirty years. Let me guess what unseated it. And I'm going to base this on. It seems like it's all I see anymore. People walking dogs. I'm going to say 
I don't think they call them pit bulls. Isn't it like an American standard bulldog or something that's the real name for a pit bull? Uh, no, you've got, you're close. You said the word, but it's actually Frenchies. The French Bulldog. Oh, those little French Bulldogs? Yeah, they're number one. I was the one in our neighborhood. When I would walk um, my dogs, I would go, you want to go see Frenchie? There's Frenchie. I have no idea what the dog's name was, but my dogs would get so excited to go see him. Yeah. Um, number three, you were you kind of guessed this, uh, Golden Retrievers, mm-hmm. German Shepherds, Poodles, Bulldogs, Rottweilers, Beagles, Dachshunds, and coming at number 10 was German short-haired pointers. That's what my mm-hmm. niece has. Okay. They're like those speckledy dogs, but they're brown and yeah. white instead of black and white, like a, like a Dalmatian. We've had a variety of all those dogs at one point. We've had a Golden Retriever mix. We had a Rottweiler mix. Oh, Rusty. Rusty was a gorgeous dog, a Rottweiler mix. He had a Rottweiler build and markings, but like Golden Retriever fur. Oh, fun. And he was the dumbest dog we'd ever had. <laughs> I mean, he was just, he was dumber than a brick, but we loved him. <laughs> Coming up, the sweetest story of just how nice our neighbors to the north can be. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good this is the sweetest story about just how nice our neighbors to the north can be. The Buffalo Sabres NHL team were in Toronto, Canada, taking on the Maple Leafs. Well, this woman named Natalie was singing the American National Anthem before the game started, and her microphone cut out. Hmm. The crowd of more than 18,000 mostly Canadians belted out the song for her, even after two other mics wouldn't work. You can kind of hear him trying to get the end, though. Of the brave, I wouldn't know how to sing the Canadian national oh, anthem. Canada, can you do any more? Our home and glorious land. That's all I know. That's all you know. That's, I'm impressed you know that. I, the, I think the reason they know it is the only reason I know it is from going to hockey games. Ah, going to hockey games, they uh, they, they always if, sing both. Well, they don't always, but if they're playing a Canadian team, they do. Okay, glorious and free. La 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 la. <laughs> but but think about it. Pretty much every time. And an yeah. NHL team takes the ice. They're playing a team from America. Well, that makes sense. So they have to. They why have to they listen were singing it. it like that. They hear it so and, often, right? And the oh, oh, the, the, you. <laughs> <laughs> but yay to them for doing that. Yeah, That's really it's cool. so sweet. So when you get married, it's it's a learning curve. A lot of those learn a lot of stuff you're learning about your better half is it's fun, and some of it is like oh, I didn't know that there was a right and a wrong way to do that. We'll talk about it next. So when you first get married, there's there's a lot of stuff to learn. Learn about your better half, just how they live life, right? Where do they put their toothbrush? Where do I put my toothbrush? Yeah. But especially for men, you learn that uh, you can't just do stuff. That there's a right and a wrong way to do stuff. The things that you never imagined, like there's a right and a wrong way to put stuff in the recycling bin. This really? is one that I am still learning. I have I'm not learned this myself. Learning this one. Um, yeah, well, I get this. Like if you have a can, I don't know, you make a can of soup, mm-hmm. rinse it out before you put it in recycling. I, I get that. Right. But I'll like come home and I'll have one of those plastic to go cups. I'll just dump it in the recycling bin. Trace will be like, you got to rinse that out first. And I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah, you do. You that need. Basically, she wants to wash everything before wow. we put it in the recycling bin. So there is mm-hmm. a right way and a wrong way for recycling. There is a right and a wrong way to make the bed. Did you know that? Women like to make the bed 
really, really nice with a thousand pillows and a happily ever after decorative that I have learned. That's right. that's Bible. Men don't care. Just just pull the blanket up and let's get on with our lives. Right. <laughs> and, and in our house, dogs are going to mess it up anyway. So let's not let's not put all the pillows out. Um, there is a right and a wrong way. And I know you're going to agree with this, Taylor. Is there a right and a wrong way to load the dishwasher? Uh, yeah. See? Yeah, See? definitely. Not guys. Guys are like, oh, it, it all fit in there. Yeah, I, I had to kind of jam the door shut, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It's running. We're good. <laughs> so I'm wondering, let's add to this list. Do you have a few things that you can think of or, oh, I didn't know there was a right. Would love to hear from the ladies. Does your husband say there's a right and a wrong way to do something hmm. that you were completely unaware of until you got married? Kelsey, we're talking about that there's a right and a wrong way to do stuff, you know, according to our spouse. What what goes on in your house? Uh, so my husband and I, we argue all the time about cleaning the car. Cleaning the car? Ah. He wants to vacuum first before wiping down, and I say wipe down before vacuuming. <laughs> okay, you're reminding me of like when I was a kid with my mom vacuuming and dusting in the yeah. house she would always say you dust yeah. first and then you vacuum because if you if you right. knock stuff off of the furniture then you pick it up with the vacuum i was like okay next time i vacuum first right. no no no, you got to dust first the vacuum can kick up all kinds of dust and dirt and it'll get over the furniture i'm like okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we argue and i clean too because it's the same argument there too so <laughs> How do you feel when this happens? You're out to eat with friends, maybe on a double date, and someone says, hey, let's just split the bill evenly. Mm -mm. One Mm -mm. in three people Mm -mm. hate it. A new poll found a third of us don't think splitting a restaurant bill as evenly is a good idea unless everyone's order costs the same. Um, It was part of a bigger survey on sharing in general. And here's one more thing to know about. That friend may also get annoyed if you ask to try their food. Hmm. Hey, can I have a bite of that? Here's the I deal. do that a lot. Always, it just, <laughs> I didn't know I was annoying people. When you sit down, tell the people that you're with, say like, hey, I'm going to ask for separate checks. That's cool, right? And then when the server comes around, say like, put stuff on our bill. And there's and I do it for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to get stuck if, if I'm having like, oh, I'm just going to get, I don't know, Caesar salad. And the people we're dining with, I'll have the surf and turf. I'm not paying for half of that when I just got a Caesar salad. But in the reverse, too, someone I shouldn't expect someone to pay for mine. If I go like, you know what? I really want a filet mignon. I'm going all in. I don't care how much it costs. They shouldn't have to pay Mm -hmm. for my indulgence. So it's just way. And, you know, Tracy and I didn't we didn't learn to do that until our friends Eden Carlton. Every we went out to dinner with them a lot, and they would always say it. And I would go, you know what? That is such. They would just a ask relief. right when the waiter comes yeah. to the table, and it's oh, okay. it's such a relief. And I don't know if it just comes with maturity or being more confident of saying that, but you do. And if you wanted to order something for the whole table to share, just say like, oh, hey, bring the dessert sample and just put that on my bill. You know what yeah, I mean? If you, you if you're indulgent with some something like I like, like that. this idea because if someone else says, by the way, it's my treat, I don't order what I want. I order less. Really? Like I'll order a cheaper item on the menu. So you rob if them someone of, else is you rob treating. them of the joy of treating you. <laughs> they still get to treat me. It's just no, not as expensive. A, if someone says they're treating, I don't think you should hold back. Because I know they I want, shouldn't, but that's just the way I roll. They want to treat you well. So I know. But... I'm not saying go like, oh yeah, I'll have the filet mignon to go <laughs> as well. Don't do that, but I wouldn't hold back because they want to treat you. I'm glad we had Maybe this Maybe you chat. should treat me and our producer to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I won't hold back. All right. You guys get, a, get a, any happy meal you want. <laughs> 
Do you have any single people in your life hoping and praying to meet the one coming up? Maybe they need to do what this girl did, hand out dating resumes. Hey, do you have any single people in your life hoping and praying to meet the one? Man, I sure do. Several of my nieces and nephews are at that stage. Uh, maybe they need to hand out dating resumes. There's this young woman named Emily from San Diego. Uh, her, I love her handle on TikTok. It's Crazy Aunt Emily. Uh, she's been handing out dating resumes to men she runs into at Costco, Home Depot, or no the kidding. Apple Store. Wow. Um, similar to online dating profiles, the physical cards include her name or photo or contact info and some fun things about her hobbies and quirky things about her. It's all handwritten. So far, she hasn't found the man of her dreams, but it's definitely taught her to <laughs> overcome her fears. Um does she does she list any references? <laughs> <laughs> like prior dates. These on. exes <laughs> These exes are the ones that said it's me not you, Emily. <laughs> I mean, that's a legit question, right? That's I mean, true. If you're going to do the resume thing, <laughs> oh, this reminds me. In just a minute, I got to tell you about an idea I came up with. I think th- this for might like people? sweep the nation. For yes, okay. I was telling one of my nieces this idea, and she loved it. If if you're tired of swiping right, right and swiping left, this is your solution. This is, this yes. is the solution. All right. I was talking to a niece the other day who had her heart broken, and I said, "I think this is what we need to do moving forward with people who are single." I'll tell mm. you about it next. So I don't know about you, but I just, my heart really goes out to people that want to meet the one Mm -hmm. these days. I have several nieces and nephews that have been hoping and praying and wishing for that right guy or gal to come around. They just want to settle down and get married and have kids and it just isn't happening. And I was talking to a niece the other day and honestly, I was kind of trying to make her laugh because she had just, she had had her heart broken and I came up with this idea and I went, wait a minute, there's something to this. Like we need to start this. And here's what it is. Um, You know how you can just go to any restaurant or any company and just click on a map and you immediately see their rating, their Google reviews. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that restaurant's a 4.9 or Mm -hmm. let's click Mm -hmm. on, let's see what people think of it. I think you should be able to leave a review after you date somebody (laughs) and think about the heartache. It will save people. Like you could, you could say, Hey, warning, this guy starts out really charming and kind. He'll bring flowers to your mom, but then, and then he will dump open. you and leave you for another chick he meets on Facebook oh, or, wow. or on Instagram, whatever it is. Like you can just leave these warnings. You went like um, extreme. I said, choose with his mouth open. You went dumps you and breaks your heart. <laughs> well, there's. <laughs> hey, just listen to a Taylor Swift song. There's a lot of guys out there <laughs> that'll do that. Or you can leave it for girls. You could say, hey, this girl is like a four stage clinger. She well, <laughs> she'll want to marry clinger. you after the first date and but- like. You know, wouldn't it speak thank you stuff? Wouldn't it speak poorly of you if your number of reviews started getting pretty high? Like if you had twenty reviews, mm-hmm. wouldn't that imply like you're going on a lot of dates? This is what I'm <laughs> and saying. That wouldn't It'll, be a good thing. Well, it, it could be more than it. it maybe it's when the dating relationship ends. That's when you leave the review. And couldn't this not be after a, every date? Couldn't this be viewed as a form of online bullying? <laughs> no, because you would just. You could think of nice ways to say it. Like, this guy comes across as very charming, but 
he really thinks very highly of himself. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Wink, wink. He's quite the charmer <laughs> and loves to talk about working out seven hours a day. <laughs> I think I'm oh, on to something. And he really loves his mom. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think there might be something we're going to start seeing in dating relationships soon. Um, and I, I could be wrong, but I've kind of observed this. And it's a result of, you know how it was all the rage to be a helicopter parent for so many years? Like you hover over your children and okay. make sure they turn in their homework. Sometimes you do the homework for them. You're just like so involved. Not, did you get your homework done? It's okay. let's do your homework together. Um, I think we're going to see more and more parents getting super involved in dating relationships. And if that guy or girl isn't good enough for their son or daughter, they tell the uh, they tell the kid that they they're like, <laughs> you're not good enough for my daughter. OK, uh, this if, is never going to happen. Parent, I've seen it happen. If That's any why parent has that notion. Uh, I'm going to tell you refrain from doing that right now. Gotta, I've seen it happen. And, I'm not saying you haven't. Yeah. What I'm saying is. The voice of the, the, I've been down this road and you never know that might be the one for your kid. And if you've said something poorly about them, it will come back to haunt you. That's what I'm saying. It will. Do not resist the urge. Let their kids live their life. Be honest with them and say like, well, here are some things I'm seeing that might might be an issue. You might want to think about this. But if that's the one and they're not going to like, you know, there's nothing you can say or do to turn from them. All you're doing is like creating animosity by sharing what you think and feel about that person. I'm just saying I've we learned that lesson the hard way. You just be like, really like, oh, that's interesting. Have you ever thought of this? And then they'll be like, dad. And, you know, OK, that's enough. We have found the line. Hey, do you try to let your kids have input on family decisions? These are the ones mom and dad involve kids with the most. Uh, kids rule the roost when it comes to what families are having for dinner, where they go on vacation, and even how to decorate their bedroom. Kids also have input on what's on the radio in the car, what shows to watch, and what board games they want to play. Hmm. They say parents who pick and choose battles say it really helps everything else around the household to run a little more smoothly. Hmm. Okay, so I cannot wait to chat with our producer Griffin in just a minute because he said he got made fun of at work. Well, we do that every day. <laughs> Somebody else is joining in too? So. <laughs> All right, we'll find out what's up next. So Griff, uh, Taylor was just saying somebody made fun of you here at, at work the other day. And um, I know Taylor and I do that. Yeah, yeah, that's expected. <laughs> but you give it right back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just, you know, it's just uh, just what we do. So uh, who was it and what was going well, on? It was and, multiple and people. Do, do we need to march right down to HR after this? Uh, maybe so. <laughs> multiple people separately said the same thing to me the other day. Um, you know, I was recently on vacation for a mm -hmm. few days. and yeah. I didn't shave for a few days. And I still haven't shaved since I've been back. And well, now with my facial hair, there's like... A little white <gasps> in it. Is there really? There's quite I a bit of white, actually, it. especially around the neck. <laughs> and a lot of a few oh different people were like, Griffin, goodness. you've got like uh, white hair on your face. You're getting you. old. You're like an old guy now with all this white hair. <laughs> like multiple people pointed it well, out. That's because most of you've been here so long. Yeah. Most of us knew you. You hadn't even started shaving. I hadn't, no. <laughs> that, that, that is not a joke. That's true. Yes. <laughs> and I know why you have white hair in your beard. It's not your age. 
It's what the it? kids. <laughs> the kids, yeah. I, I firmly no, no. believe children turn your hair gray. Mm-mm. But that's partially. They they kind of had to do with it, but it's he got the bill for the cruise they just went on. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Instant, instantly turned white. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has Sarah noticed, I'm sure. I think she's just used to it. Yeah. She's used to it. Yeah. But I guess I I haven't been around with it white at all. So and people were like shocked, I guess, that that's yeah. a, oh, you got a little salt and pepper going yeah. on there. It looks cool. My I husband think. Glenn's lucky because he's um, he was born like he came out with as a towhead, really blonde hair, mm-hmm. and of course it's darkened a little bit as he got older. But it, it he can fool people that his beard is like more blonde, but it's, it's I, I, I can see it. It's mm. gray. Now, I grew one out. I grew mine out a few years ago, and I've got gray around the sides, and then it's starting to get all over. But my beard has been like white. Like yeah, you look like Santa, Santa when you grow yours out. For like a decade Maybe now. Maybe you'll I mean, play weird, Santa right? one day because you've got the hair. You just got it, you know, you'll have to dye it, but you've got yeah. that long and hair. I'll, I'll have to hunker down like and Santa. go on a cookie diet, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, to gain about 100 pounds. But yeah, yeah, that, I wouldn't mind. That'd be fun yeah. playing Santa. You'd be good that'd at be, it. That'd be great, yeah. Okay, as a mom or a dad, have you ever been this blunt with your kids? You just go, don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch anything. You're just that. There's no other command. Just don't touch it. Usually, that refers to a sibling. Yes. <laughs> well, don't touch him. <laughs> I feel like there are some scientists in the Arctic that need that that lesson. To be okay. like, don't just please don't touch it. I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. I have so much fun watching moms and dads parent. It's just such a fascinating thing to me because I'm not a mom myself, sadly, but um, when moms and dads are really just straightforward, like, don't touch it. Just don't touch anything. I think it's so funny to walk because it's like, you can't say it any better. You can't be any more clear. And somebody needs to say that to scientists in the Arctic because Kev, they have revived a zombie virus that has been frozen for almost 49,000 years. Oh, good. I've seen that Brad Pitt movie, <laughs> the World War Z. I've seen what happens. Are, you're Why being are they reviving? Revi- this is a real headline. Why are they doing they that? They are reviving a zombie virus. I guess it like started to defrost a little bit, and they thought, okay, let's... Uh, Let's study this thing. Throw it in the freezer. <laughs> and somebody make sure the power a, never goes out. Somebody get a cooler quick. Right. <laughs> what do you mean they're reviving it? That's like, oh. I know. I was just like, we need a mom to step in and be like, don't touch it. Who? Don't touch it. Just who's leave in it. charge and who authorized that decision and how do we stop them? I think it's a climate scientist at NASA. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Sometimes, I, you ever watch the news and see some of these people and you're like, they're so smart, they're dumb. <laughs> Have you ever done, I mean, seriously, and this is one of those things like, oh, wow, isn't this cool? We found a zombie virus. Let's study it. First, we'll have to defrost it, revive it. What could go wrong? Right. Make them watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay? And then. It doesn't end well. Right. And then yeah. decide if defrosting it's a good idea. I think you're on to something with these scientists and they're they're thawing out. They call it a zombie virus Mm -hmm. that they found in the frozen Antarctic. And um, mom rules should apply to this. Like you said, don't touch that. Mom rules would also apply. Think about how many times you've gone digging through the freezer looking for something to eat. And there's something in a Ziploc baggie and you're like, what's this, mom? I, I don't know. Throw that away. That's what they should be doing with this. They should be following the mom rules. Don't even mess with it. Don't touch it. Just get rid of it. Why would they study this thing? What are they hoping to find? 
I don't know, but it's scaring me to. I'm just like, please just put it back, put some ice on it. Uh. Don't do it. I've seen that movie. I've seen that TV show. We've just lived that for like the last two years. You know what? For safekeeping, maybe they should send it to one of those those super safe labs in China. Maybe. Right. right? Nothing could ever happen there. This is, what could go wrong? This has like been the theme for me and my husband. He told me about the zombie virus. And then we watched this sci-fi TV show that's got such a good storyline. And we've nicknamed it Fungus. We're like, hey, do you want to watch Fungus? He sent me a headline there's a whiskey, a Tennessee whiskey virus that's causing everything to turn all black and crusty near plants where they make whiskey. It's like the vapors and the this fungus is feeding on it. I was like, oh, don't send me that after we just watched that scary show last night. Right. <laughs>